Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bench. This is Aaron Stecker joining you today with one of our one-on-one uh, -on -one AD conversations today. We'll be continuing our series here with our district ADs of the year, as selected by the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a moment, but first, a uh, quick shout-out to our sponsors. want to take a moment and thank them for joining us in Season 4 of Beyond the Bench and making our podcast possible and supporting our efforts to support ADs through the podcast, I want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, to Gipper, Varsity Bound HQ, Superfan Inc., and Jamie Beckler and the Leadership Playbook. Again, thanks for being part of the BTB family, your support uh, of us in our efforts with this podcast and supporting ADs around the state of Iowa and around the country. We appreciate you being part of our, our uh, program here at Beyond the Bench. All right, excited to bring you uh, another one of our uh, district ADs of the year. We're from the Northeast District today. I want to welcome Troy Becker. He's the AD at Cedar Falls High School. Uh, fantastic leader there at Cedar Falls and blessed to have him on the show with us today. Troy, how you doing today? Very good. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate to be on. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, very well-deserved honor being uh, recognized in the Northeast uh, District. We kind of pride ourselves here in the Northeast that we're kind of you know, we're the district. Uh, don't tell the other ones that, but I know we feel strong. Uh, we got great ADs in our district and you're certainly one of the best and deserving of that honor. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's tremendous honor and very humbling. Uh, when I think of people like yourself and some of these other leaders we have in the area, and it makes you kind of wonder how you were able to get it. You know, you feel very fortunate, but the, the amount of leaders, tremendous leaders in Northeast Iowa is just unreal. And I learned from all of them. Well, and that's, uh, we, we talk all the time as ADs, we're the best beggars, borrowers, and stealers in the business, uh, for sure, learning from one another, but we share, and that's one of the things we talk about a lot, Troy, and you and I have, have shared a lot of information back and forth with one another right. and, and had some great conversations over the past several years in our conference. Um, hey, how do you do this, and, and, and things like that, so, uh, right. you know, you've been around a couple of years now, you're, get, you're getting those phone calls now. From yeah, I'm actually, uh, I was honored. I was asked to be a mentor for another AD this year uh, who was starting out. And I, I took that as a, as a great privilege and a great, uh, great request that I was humbled to take and do. And it's kind of fun to be able to actually feel like I might have some experience I can share back with some people as they get started. Oh, you absolutely do. All right. Hey, so let's get going. Just a few questions to throw your way today to um, throw some nuggets out there for our listeners. So question number one, Troy, just tell us a bit about your journey uh, as an educator, maybe what got you into being an educator and then kind of your path to where you're at right now. Yeah, you know, I, I started off like a lot of people were, where I had a love of sports and I have a, a love of being around uh, people with common goals. And, and, and I also, uh, ironically, a lot of people don't realize is I'm, I'm kind of a handyman and when I had, I, I like building things. And uh, when I was trying to decide on a major, uh, industrial technology, I just, I love those types of classes. And I also like being around athletics. So it was a natural fit for me to, to teach industrial technology, but then also, you know, get into coaching after, after being an athlete at the University of Northern Iowa. So it was, a. Uh, it looked like a great fit for me. And I got to tell you, when I got into it and I started doing it, I, I've been in love with it ever since. A chance to impact lives and be involved with kids and watch them grow and improve and reach their goals has, has been fantastic. So how many years have you been at Cedar Falls now? I came in 95. Okay. Uh, I had three years in Webster City, Iowa, which, which was a great three years, uh, great mentors there. 
and then I was able to come to Cedar Falls in 95 and I've been here ever since and I've just kind of went from teaching to a to an uh, administrative associate principal role assistant AD role to head AD role along the way. So you and I have a similar path there and I've talked about it on our show before but maybe share a bit about your experience for those folks out there who um, you know maybe are uh, in the middle of making that transition from being a coach in in your building sure. to be in an AD in your building where you're moving from colleague to mentor slash supervisor and what that has been like for you at Cedar Falls? Well, as any anybody in education, as you know, uh, you have to get your master's degree. So everybody has to make that decision. What are you going to get your master's in? And I decided, well, what's going to give me the most flexibility as I go through my career? And I, just, and I decided to get it in administration. Uh, at the time I was doing that with my cohort, I told everybody, I have no, no intention of using this. I'm a teaching coach. And I actually received my master's and taught another 10 years before I did get into administration. But it, it, it did create a door. You get to a point where you, you evaluate yourself constantly. And, and it came time to where I, I wanted a new challenge, a new thing to do. And then I went into the administration route, uh, primarily because when I first was in administration, I was able to continue to coach. Uh, cross country and track, which which was great loves of mine. So I had that kind of impact there still. But uh, yeah, you know, you teach, you, you, you're coach, you come along, you want new challenges, you end up getting administration, you're in a community that you love, the, the, the door opens up for a little bit. Rich Powers was here and, and he kind of said, hey, I want to make you administrator half time, but you still get to teach. So I, I, I blame Dr. Powers a little bit for tricking me. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm very fortunate that he opened up a door for me and gave me an opportunity to experience it and see what I was like. And then, you know, it led into a full-time administrator and then assistant AD and into AD. So, and, and you've been great at it. And you've really filled over the years some really unique roles uh, as we watched you up there at Cedar Falls. So, um, so Troy, let's, uh, question two here. So alarm clock goes off in the morning, although you're probably one of those guys who doesn't need an alarm clock. You just, you've got that internal go, don't you? I, I uh, yeah, I wake up within five minutes of my alarm one way or the other. Usually just before it goes off, um, yeah. you know, you get used to something. Uh, a, a lot of times, you know, you wake up, you're, when in our role, as you know very well, there's always something that day that's, that's uh, you know, it's, pretty pressing. It's like, well, I, I got to get that resolved today. I got to get that figured out. And, oh, yeah. and it's exciting to go in and, and, and have purpose. You know, I think if you have purpose in your job, everybody uh, ha feels good about what they're doing. All right. So in the odd event that your alarm clock actually wakes you up, but when you wake up in the morning and, you're, and your feet hit the floor, what's driving you as an AD, Troy? What's your why? You know, I, it, it sounds arrogant slash selfish, but it's the big red machine. I, I tell my coaches, you know, we, we collectively want to work as a group to have the big red machine and be successful across all programs. And how can we do that collectively? And how can I, as a leader of all these coaches and programs, put, put you in a situation as a coach and as athletes to achieve at your highest level and to reach your goals? So, you know, every day it's, it's, it's getting up and saying, what can we do to improve all of our programs and help our coaches and athletes succeed? Good stuff. And uh, for those who follow Cedar Falls or understand or pay attention to things out there, um, the big red machine is in good shape. Um, and, you know, as somebody else who's in your conference, I, I enjoy watching it. 
until we run into it. Um, you guys are <laughs> awfully successful up there. Uh, and I know you're a big part of that. And, and, and we, you and I have had a lot of conversations. In fact, before we came on the air, we, you and I were talking about just the importance of the multi-sport athlete and the difficulty sometimes to keep them engaged in that. But that certainly is a part of that, that vision you just talked about. And that purpose is driving every day is, is, is program-wide success. Um, what, what do you find, just a spinoff question, because that's what I'm really good at on the show. That's my primary role is, is uh, follow-up questions. So um, what do you see as the biggest challenge in, in that uh, interdepartmental uh, collegiality and sharing uh, of information and of, um, from a coaching standpoint of just best practices and then also the sharing of athletes and making it work? What's the biggest challenge? So tremendous question, and I, I think it's vital um, because when, and I, I use the term big red machine internally, you know, you don't want to say that outside the area a lot, yeah. but, but, but obviously the, the goal is the program. And that reason I say big red machine is to your point, it's the emphasis <clears throat> of having athletes work across the board and all of our coaches. And as a program, we talk all the time about how can we best share athletes. And if you look at the success we've had just recently with a, with a Jack Campbell, who's doing a great job at Iowa, who was, who helped us win a state championship in basketball and also has a state uh, championship game in football, but, but he was, he bought into both of those sports. If you look at a Logan Wolf, who's at UNI, uh, who went there for basketball and football, multiple sport athletes, uh, Trey Campbell, who's on our, on our team right now, is, is an all-state level football player. Uh, he's going to UNI to play basketball. He's certainly all-state level there. He won a state tramp championship in track last year. Emerson Green was here and, and won a state championship in track, uh, led us to a state championship in volleyball and also a state uh, championship game in, in uh, basketball. So the key there is in order for that to happen, and, and those are just a few examples, we've been very fortunate here, but the key there is, as you can imagine, is if we're in a, in a culture or a program in which coach, uh, coaches were not willing to share and they wanted ownership of that athlete and they put slight pressures on them to make them choose, every one of those athletes that had those tremendous experiences in those multiple sports at some point would have had to specialize. And you and I have both seen programs where coaches want them to specialize. Man, if I, if I see a coach forcing someone to specialize, I have an issue with that. Uh, they specialize when they get to Division I or they get to college. As you know, as, a, as an athlete in college, you specialize because that's your sport. But when you're in high school, you should experience everything. And uh, our programs and our coaches do a great, big, a great job of that. And, and when I say big red machine, it's to that point is we collectively work together to develop athletes that benefit all of us. That's good stuff. Um, and like I said, you guys, you guys do that very well. So you've talked about that and, and, and certainly leading that as an AD. Um, how about something else? What's something else you feel that as an AD, um, and uh, remind me, are, are you, what number of years is this for you as an AD? Full-time. Uh, uh, full-time, fourth year, fourth. Uh, assistant for 10. Yeah. So um, as you've grown as an AD, what's another thing you feel you do very well uh, as an AD? Well, every athletic director, if you're, if you're not organized, you're going to sink. 
I mean, as you know, you have to be extremely organized. Um, and, you, and you also have to pay attention to the small details across all programs. Um, I, I think every program here would, would say, uh, Troy Becker believes in us and is interested in us, regardless of what, what the sport is. And that's one of the things that I think is most important. I, I uh, as a former cross country and track coach, I don't want anybody to ever say, oh, he cares about his track and cross country. I, you know, I, I care about all the sports. I want all the sports to be successful. And then obviously when you're an athletic director, the big thing is, is how do you provide the resources to all your programs to be able to do what they need to do? So it's, it's, it's something that I've worked really hard with uh, uh, in terms of being able to tell my coaches, yes, when they want something and they need something, let's figure out how to do it. Yeah, good. All right, the flip side of that question, um, what's something right, you feel right now you're like, well, I, I wanna do that better and you're working hard to be better at it as an AD? So for, uh, for me personally, um, one of the things I want to do is, is connect better with the athletes. Um, one of the things I miss most uh, from the coaching and the teaching was my relationships with everyday relationships with the athletes. As I've moved up into the administration role, uh, I'm, I'm in a position now where I have a lot of relationships with my coaches and that happens naturally, but I've lost a little bit of the connection with the one-on-one -on -one with the athletes. And I miss that. And, and I know from my own personal well-being, I, I need to get back down into the weeds a little bit and have that one-on-one -on -one connection. And I think that'll also help me learn things that'll help the programs. Do you have any thoughts or ideas or things you've, thought, you've come across that you want to try to incorporate to, to help with that? So one, one of the things I'm just trying to do lately is get, get to practices more often mm -hmm. uh, because... Number one, I enjoy seeing that, and I enjoy that as part of the evaluation process of my coaches, but it also naturally lends to me interacting with the athletes a little bit more. Um, so so, so that's, a, that's a plus right there. Um, the other thing is, is trying just, just to interact with the athletes as I'm supervising events uh, before they're out warming up or anything like that, just kind of talking to them about life, family, uh, their goals, the team, all those little interactions like that uh, help with relationships and help me better understand what, what's going on with my athletes. Yeah. Uh, I love that, Troy. You know, you mentioned that, that relationships board, and I know that's something here on Beyond the Bench you hear us talk about an awful lot uh, is, is the importance of those relationships. You know, you get back to what you talked about with your why and your purpose and wanting to, to create experiences for kids. Um, I think for us, sometimes as ADs, we get caught up in the, the logistics, the, the buses and the officials and the, the event staff and all the things that have to happen to, to, to make athletic events and athletic experiences happen. Um, but we focus so much there that we run our relationship well dry. And then we feel empty. We're like, yep, great game, great event. But you left, you're left empty uh, personally, right, right. and I think that relationship piece is so big for us to focus on. I know I go through those cycles of, man, I don't feel like I know any of the kids, and I, what am I doing this for? Right. Uh, you spend time like you're talking at practices or the hallways or just checking in on kids, and, and you start to get that relationship piece back to it um, and kind of fuels you back up. So great thing right. to be working on, and, and uh, certainly if there's anything, any, you know, like I said we beg, borrow, and steal and talk to other ADs and and connect with them as well. All right, last question. Uh, anxious to hear this uh, <laughs> on your end. 
So uh, I always ask this of our guests on Beyond the Bench. Um, now that we're a little more seasoned, Troy, you and I, and a little more uh, experienced, if you could go back and give a younger Troy Becker advice, knowing what you know now, just getting started as an educator and a, and a coach, you know, way back when, not way, you're not that old. Right. <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? Man, that, that's, that's a super challenging question. Um, and, and I, I think this, this is going to sound really odd because of how much I love Cedar Falls. Um, and, and I, I am so passionate about Cedar Falls and this community and having gone to you and I, but, uh, all of us, uh, life is too short to, to, to be unhappy at any point. Um, and I was never really unhappy, but I would say this, what I've learned to your question, uh, you have to be in a passion area. And the athletic director role for me is, is a passion area. When I was in the associate principal role, uh, it was not as much of a passion area for mm -hmm. me. And, and at times I was frustrated in that, in that position. And, and I always looked at my coaching and my assistant athletic director's role uh, as, as, as outlets, so to speak. So if I could tell myself something different, I would have, I would have, even if that meant leaving Cedar Falls, I probably would have moved into the athletic director's role earlier mm -hmm. as I realize now that that is a passion area. And I would not have spent 10 years frustrated uh, trying to find that. So what you learn about yourself is why are you frustrated and what can make you happiest in life and what gives you purpose and purpose is so important. So that's what I would have said. I would have said, hey, you know what, Troy, you need to get into athletic director earlier and and not wait as long boy i think that's some great advice um folks in fact great advice i i probably need to hear uh it, it, at this point in time too uh, man if you're uh if you're not finding a way to be happy in what you're doing every day then don't don't waste a whole lot of time there life's too short yeah. i mean and and uh you know you just you just have to have have purpose and, and, and you wake up with a purpose and you feel like you're making a difference, uh, regardless of your income, regardless of what else is going on. Uh, that's fun. And, and especially when you're in education, like you and I are, and, and that work helps students and coaches achieve goals. That's, that's rewarding. You know, that's, that feels, that feels great. Great stuff, Troy. Um, really appreciate your time today. Joining us again, congratulations on being, uh, Northeast Iowa District 80 of the year. Very uh, deserving honor for you. I uh, have been impressed uh, watching you jump into that role as full-time AD following Gary up at Cedar Falls with what you've done and how you've grown. Um, and uh, love working with you as a, as a colleague in the NBC. You are an asset to the league and we all learn from you anytime that, that we're around you, Troy. So thanks for all you do for kids. Yep. Uh, thanks for being on Beyond the Bench and sharing your story with us a little bit. Uh, you've been listening to Beyond the Bench. Again, one of our one-on-one -on -one, uh, interviews with ADs with Troy Becker from Cedar Falls. Uh, I know he's a great resource. And, and if you've got some questions for Troy, or you heard something you want some more information on, I'm sure he'd be uh, perfectly happy if you're reaching out. He'd share that information with you. Absolutely. Uh, Troy, best of luck. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, actually, in an NBC meeting. Uh, All right. Coming down our way. Thanks, thanks again to our sponsors for joining us on the BTB journey. That's Hometown Ticketing. Gipper, Varsity Bound HQ, Superfan Inc., and Jamie Beckler and the Leadership Playbook.
Uh, I think the next time we'll be joining you as a, as a group with VTB, we'll be out in Denver at our national convention coming up here this weekend. So look forward to our live podcast from Denver coming up here in the next week or so. Uh, for now, thanks for joining us. Uh, hope you enjoy the AD journey out there today and be blessed.